Welcome back, everybody, to the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. My name is Robert Peek, and uh, this podcast series really is designed to help you learn and integrate the principles of the getting things done, GTD methodology, into your life, into your work, to help you get basically uh, more done with less stress, more elegantly, um, to maintain greater focus on the things that matter to you. And today we have a very special episode for you. So I'm here as usual with Todd Brown. Hello, Robert. Good to be Hi, here. Hi, Todd. And um, our special guest, good dear friend of mine, David Allen, who's here with Hi, us. Hi, guys. Hey, David. <laughs> I wish such old friends to make me some sort of special guest. I, mean, I know, I know. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Dear, Thanks, yes, really great to have you. Great to have you here. So I'm, I'm super excited. And um, we were talking, as we always do, briefly minutes before this um, podcast, but what should we say? And uh, the topic, you know, that I think came up as a common thread for all three of us is how GTD helps nurture and support creative pursuits in particular, you know, how, how GTD um, aids creativity and um, how that isn't always maybe necessarily intuitive to people who um, who think of GTD as, as something about organization or the management of time. So in a way, I think it's a great way to unlock and unpack some of the more subtle, interesting layers of what GTD does and is, and no better person on the planet to talk about that, of course, than than the man who invented it, David Allen himself. So, um, David, we'd love to hear what you're up to creatively and how your how your thinking has evolved about GTD in terms of the creative process. And, and can you just spark us and, and kick us off about all that? Oh, well, let's see. Do we have about two years to talk about this? I mean, come on. This is, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> this is, this is an age-old uh, issue and a very fun thing to think about because most people f- have this sort of wired-in mentality, for actually for good reason, that there's a big difference between being creative and being organized or being structured and being you know focused in that way. And, you know, what the, the, the strange... And wonderful thing about this is that creativity is often most unlocked by an appropriate kind of structure. When you try to paint a painting without a canvas, try to paint it, try to do anything creative without some sort of a structure and some sort of tools to assist you in, in that process, you know, that, that can happen. And so the uh, trying to get people to get comfortable with the idea that getting your life in order an appropriate order actually unleashes and opens up and broadens the possibility for being creative as opposed to the other way around is a, is an interesting thing to communicate and and a a fascinating thing to watch people actually experience that when it actually happens. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we go around and just, you know, briefly mention some of our recent kind of creative pursuits. I mean, I think this group is, all three of us have our uh, so so Todd what are what are you up to these days in the creative realm uh, or how do you well, define that yourself yeah i mean i um well so so classically uh you know classically creative i suppose the pursuits that i've got going on i'm a uh some people know that i'm a, a jazz bassist so i play um i play uh jazz bass um uh, electric and a little bit of upright and um one of the things that i've found i mean just briefly going back to what you said, David, you know, there is no, there is no music, whether it's jazz or classical, at least in the Western tradition, without the diatonic scale, which is, 
really the foundation of all Western music. So, um, so without that structure sitting at the core of what I do as a jazz bassist, what I'm doing is, is nonsense and makes no, and, and, and isn't helpful or enjoyable to anybody that I'm, uh, anybody that I'm playing for. So, um, yeah, that's me, um, jazz bass player. And you, Robert? Well, I'm a poet, and I've you've been writing poetry for a long time, and so of course, you know, in in my world, there's all kinds of forms and structures. The the very you know name stanza means little tiny room, you know, and so you you have to fit the words into the room, um, <laughs> a bit like arranging furniture. And without that, um, of course, you don't have you don't have something necessarily resembling a poem. I mean, ultimately, the, the, the definition of all that is broadened and expanded hugely, you know, with, with free verse and experimental things, and now even something called a prose poem, which is uh, a poem that doesn't look like a poem. Um, and yet, you know, the fundamental requirement is write something that someone says, hey, that's poetry. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's the definition. And of course, to do that, you need to understand all a lot of what's gone before you. So my, my great mentor in the poetry world, a man named Marvin Bell, said, you know, you need to learn the rules, break the rules, make up new rules, and then you need to break those rules. So, um, you know, it really is all about freedom, finding that within constraint. So I think that's that's a great great way to, to, to think about it. David, I think most people probably know what you're up to if they're, you know, halfway awake and, and following the GTD world. But you want to want to share what you're doing in a little more detail? Sure. Well, if you would. Well, come on. Everything is creative. But using our, you know, sort of uh, vocabulary constrained or cognitive constrained perceptions of what creative is. Yes, I would say in my creative endeavors, uh, I'm now doing acrylic painting and have been doing ikebana for quite a while, Japanese flower arranging, just enjoying that level of game. I did bonsai before that while I was still in California, but that was a little time, too time intensive and <laughs> intensive uh, given my lifestyle to be able to maintain very well. But Ikebana is great because, you know, the, the, the artistic event lasts as long as the flowers do. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was, that was more fun. It was more immediate, whatever in, in that way. And uh, I tweet every once in a while. I probably got over a thousand tweets where I said, give me a constraint of 140 characters and see what I can communicate that I learned about myself and about this methodology today. And so that constraint actually created some very creative thinking on just for myself, if for nobody else. But that was fascinating to give myself those sort of limitations to see how would I say what I'd say uh, within, you know, actually within 120 characters so somebody could respond back to it if needed, need be, or, or pass it on. So, you know, all, all those I, I, I love. Totally mm. fun. Wonderful. You know, well, I'm thinking, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Todd. Yeah, I was just going to say, David, I, I guess, um, you know, I'm, I'm reflecting on something you wrote um, a few years back. Uh, you were talking about, as I recall, um, you were working on one of the trees in your yard in California. It's all coming back to me now. And um, and I think the, the point of the, uh, I think that was a blog or a, a newsletter um, and I think one of the things that you pointed out, it was a real aha moment for me, was that what enabled you to be completely engaged in that creative activity, which which didn't, by the way, appear on any of your lists, as, as you told the story, um, that, that what you what allowed you to engage in that completely was the fact that you knew that you had kind of 
the rest of your world, uh, you know, kind of parked appropriately and that, that freed up your mind and freed up your creative juices to be able to, um, to be able to really focus on, on, on pruning the tree. Do I have that more or less right? You have that right. It was a chapter in my second book, ready for anything about, you know, ready to prune the tree or something like that. Yeah, indeed. And, you know, Todd, that brings up the, 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 the paradox and the, and the conflict that most people have, you know, the old idea, and I say it's old because, God, this is so, you know, 1898 <laughs> <laughs> thinking, was that you had to suffer to be an artist, that you had, to, you had to be up against the struggle and pain of life to be able to access, you know, the real creative spark and the real, you know, um, out there kind of expression you know, that real artists, you know, have, have manifested, you know, that broke codes that, that moved people into different levels of game, you know, in terms of just the expression of what they were doing. Um, had a great interview we did on GTD Connect, you know, which is our subscription model with Danny Passman. And Danny was a, he was both a video uh, a producer, a, a music video producer and director, as well as uh, uh, an entertainment corporate lawyer. <laughs> so, so he had real both sides of this game, you know, kind of wired. By the way, Charles Ives, who broke a whole lot of code about, you know, creative music, you know, in the mm -hmm. first part of this century, uh, had a very successful actuarial insurance business <laughs> until he died. <laughs> sort of that was his day job. And then he broke a gazillion codes about, you know, uh, orchestral music mm -hmm. uh, on, on the other side. And Danny's point of view was he used to wait until things got so bad, you know, that, that his 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 day-to-day -day life, his professional life, which is so out of control, his desk was piled up with all kinds of crap. And just, he had just had to, he just literally took his hands and swiped it all off his desk and said, I need to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> and that was where he thought the creative spark came from. After he got GTD, he went, oh my God. I, now I can get to that level of freedom, that level of space without having to deal with all the backside <laughs> of the crap that I produced because I threw all that stuff away. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that you could get to the same kind of space without having to suffer to get there. And I think that's probably a profound, you know, GTD slash creativity message. Mm. Yeah, that, that that definitely resolutes for me. I I, I love the um, the John Charity, the the comedian said, you know, you don't have to suffer to be a, a poet. Adolescence is enough suffering for anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the permission. You know that you know we've all been through it. We've all done that. But well, I think it is a more more mature mindset, as you said, to create creative space without having to literally throw out the throw out the paperwork and and leave a bit of wreckage in your <laughs> well in your way. you know that said come on let's get to a pretty subtle level of this at least from my perspective of this that there that there what was the truth about suffering and art i think mean, the truth was that it brought you up to edges where you explored edges and you had to find out the things that were still there and still real and still you know, what did this bring out in you when you had to step up to the plate to engage and experience whatever those things were? And so, you know, 
come on, Robert, you, yeah. you know, you've got the edges that, yeah. that have happened in your life that, that help spark your creative stuff. And come on, Todd, you, you too come in. And so, so the edges and just jazz, the edges and jazz, mm. you know, it creates that kind of edge. So I think edge is critical, but whether you have to have suffering to create the edge or whether you create the edge because you now have space and have a vision, have space and have inspiration. You know, those create edges for me. I just sit now, I mean, my workspace now has my, my painting easels out in front of me that are blank. Talk about an edge. Oh my God. You know? <laughs> and you know, come on, you guys are writing. All you have to do is look at a blank sheet of paper. And go, oh, okay. Hit me. You know, write a ultimate void. Yeah. You know, but I can't even, I don't know how I have the freedom to write a crappy first draft because it's got to be good. You know, oh my God. So there's lots of levels of edge some of them a lot less painful than others, mm. you know, but I think that's still there. So I think we, we can't, let's not write off the fact that a whole lot of great art and great, you know, of, uh, that we would call anything artistic, you know, has shown up out of some level of conflict and dissonance and, and, you know, up against something that was traditional or conditional. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, a sense of necessity. Yeah. Well, certainly pain creates focus, right? <laughs> but yeah. a constraint does too, as we found out. So, I mean, to me, focus creates creativity, you know, and so how you get there, either as a happenstance thing, either a, or, or an edge or a chemical or a whatever, um, or actually a repeatable, you know, process of limiting your options so that you can then work within parameters that are workable. And I think, I just think of next action contexts, for example, as a, just a perfect example of mm -hmm. constraint that creates focus. You know, once it's appropriate, it's reliable, it's repeatable, and, and you can get creative about what's next and what's best. You know, as you're talking about it, I'm just reflecting on what it's like for me when I'm, when I'm getting ready to, well, just to, pl to play, when a when a bass player is given a song that that you don't know, what you're basically given is the chord structure, and that's it. So here are the chords, right? right. And so so those, in a sense, are the edges, right? And so what we're doing then is is uh, we we are then within within those edges, um, improvising, making our own choices about what our own voice, what our own expression is going to be within that. So you're given you're given a bit of light structure and the freedom that you have within that structure is tremendous, but without that freedom and there, uh, sorry, without that structure. And, and there have been in, in the in jazz history, you know, there has been avant-garde jazz and there's been so-called free jazz, which were the, the goal of which was to be completely formless, no preset rhythm, no preset chords, no, you know, it was just sort of, we're just going to start playing and it was, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. And based on the record sales of those guys, it wasn't anybody's really cup of tea. There weren't very many people who were into it. But it just makes the point that without the edges, it's really tough to be, it's really tough to be creative. You know, I think about improvising. The, the, the more I do it, the more I think about how improvising on the bass, you know, making choices second to second about what to play next is very much like living, you know, living with, um, supported by my GTD system, you know, I'm making choices in the moment about things which are, which I believe need to have my, you know, need to have my focus and, and attention. And so there's a wonderful, um, uh, those aren't fully formed thoughts, but I think there's probably a, a blog or a podcast in that all by itself, you know, that, uh, that what we're really enabling for people in GTD is that they get to 
as it were, they get to riff on their lives with the sense that they are consistently, in, in a very playful and creative way, consistently focused on, on the right things. Well, Todd, you bring up, you know, one of my own <laughs> favorite quotes of myself is, if you're in a mess, you can't make one. And the freedom and the ability to make a mess, to me, from my personal experience, after 72 years, is that that's the most creative space to be in, when you have the freedom to make a mess. I, I look in front of me, I have a bunch of paints, I have a bunch of clear you know, canvases right now. I have the freedom to make a mess. But if those things are already in a mess, I can't do that. I don't have, you know, there's not a part of me that's being sparked to think about what's next. What cool could I do? Uh, but I, but it's not that those are constrained. I just need to give myself the freedom to be unconstrained. But again, if you're already constrained, given your, your lack of a GTD practice, because you're distracted, you're unfocused, you're, you, you know, you've got all this stuff, you know, banging around in your brain and in your creative, you know, cognitive processes, then you don't have room to make a mess. Love that. Yeah. I love the idea of riffing on your life as a form of moving, I guess, between those two, you know, there's a time to make a mess and there's a time to, uh, to sharpen up, you know, what it is and shore things up, you know, the, um, you know, the, the old Flaubert, be steady and well-ordered in your life so you can be fierce and original in your work. That yeah. Well, I've got, Catherine gave me a, we've got this little wooden thing. She just handed me that, that the, the, on our sink, the soap sits on and the hand soap sits on and whatever, whatever. She said, David, once this dries out, I need you to paint this. Oh my God. So I have this little wooden thing sitting in front of me. It's like, ah, wow. Okay. How cool is that? But what's the base paint that I put on that? And and do I, do I just want to make a pattern? Do I want to do a thing? So this thing is in front of me now, but I'm going, yeah. And I had about, uh, I had about 25 emails sitting at me, given the stuff we've had to do with them, you know, just various things in my life that have shown up in the last day or two. Uh, and these things required a whole lot of thinking and a whole lot of decision-making. And I went, oh, okay, do I go do paint right now to avoid doing those things? <laughs> or do I just handle those things so that then I can have a great glass of wine and go play and, and be creative? And so I chose the latter, which to me works. I'm not saying that works for everybody, right? Um, there, there, there could be lots of ways to, to play this rhythm about creativity and, and how you manage things together. You know, interesting, one, uh, you know, a big champion of my stuff is a guy named Joss Whedon, and Joss was probably maybe the best paid producer-director you know, in Hollywood. He built Buffy, he built the Avengers, he built whatever, and he read my book and went, oh my God, the next action idea allowed him to produce his version of, um, you know, much ado about nothing in his backyard in Santa Monica in three days. Mm. And he said, you, you just, you just got to roll, you just got to rock David Allen's next action thing to make that happen. And so the creative people, you know, have been very, uh, <laughs> you know, sort of on board with, you know, how cool this stuff is to be able to give you the space to do it. And, you know, the, the, a lot of people would say these are not uncreated people. Robert Downey Jr., Will Smith, Drew Carey, Howard Stern, you know, at least in the U.S., these guys are pretty well-known people in the creative fields. And, you know, they would all give you my book if they'd met you. 
So they're all big champions of this stuff and what it is. And they all are managing businesses in addition to their acting careers and, and radio careers and, and so forth. But I think that's just such an important point to make. It's like, look, guys, just build the space first and then give yourself permission to then be as free as you want to be. But what do you need to do to get free? I think that's the, that's the real key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I see this this part about, and we talk a lot about this part about being able to kind of set the world aside and create the creative space. But I also think there's kind of an overlap. I mean, I think there's a reason why these heavy hitting creative types gravitated toward toward GTD in in terms of the the mindset shift, you know. And for me, um, I think so much of our, our of our not being present in our world and in our lives comes down to a kind of symbolic thinking about what's around us rather than really getting present and really getting, getting literal. So one of the art forms that I think really kind of nicely um, mirrors GTD is the, the Chinese um, brush painting, Chinese brush painting of landscapes where the entire approach is that an artist will sit in front of a mountain, you know, for half an hour to an hour just contemplating and being with the mountain. And then he'll take up the brush or she and paint the, 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 um, the painting within a matter of seconds, right? And what I like about that as a kind of metaphor for GTD is that there's a way in which really getting present really lets you understand what is rather than what you kind of think it should be and, and that kind of thing. So when, you know, I, I was thinking, Todd, when you were talking about open jazz or free jazz, that it's kind of the sloppy to-do list of the jazz world. You know? <laughs> <laughs> because, because it's not constrained, because it's not focused, because, you know, I mean, so many to-do lists say, say mum, rather than what's the project, what's the action, what do you really want to be true? Externalizing and stating your intentionality, externalizing and stating what it would look like to get started with this thing, to me is a, almost a transferable skill between the art world and the world of, of appropriate self-management. So when people say, oh, well, I don't want to front load that amount of thinking. I just want to slop down the word mom on a to-do list. You know, I, I, I just, I come back to that, that idea of the brush painting that, that you can, um, you know, do your best work in a matter of seconds if you've really been present with what is and understood the mountain. In that well, sense. Robert, I mean, excuse me, how, how absolutely way cool called you know Chinese brush painting and the weekly review right yeah, yeah so absolutely. you sit down and contemplate the mountain called oh my god here's all the stuff I've committed to here's like let me get current oh my god look at all these horizons that I need to look at what's happening oh, what's coming up this week oh my god that reminds me I don't know right so after an hour or two of a good weekly review you're sitting there looking at the mountain and then you don't have to think too much the rest of your week hmm you, know, you just need to brush paint. That's right. Here's how I engage with that. Here's how Here's how I engage with that attack from poor people that just came in the dark alley. Because yeah. you, you don't have time to think. You need to have already thought. So that's the reflection process that GTD coaches and uh, that we bring into this game called, hey, come on, guys. You need to bring up the rear guard in terms of your life, your work, your commitments, etc. And then that gives you that kind of freedom to be able to be quite artistic in how you decide what you nailed it. Answer first. To, to riff on your life, as Todd says. Yeah. 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 You know, as we're talking about it, I'm thinking, you know, one of the, one of the um, clients that I've worked with over the last several years who had a moment of incredible creativity that was enabled by uh, GTD. Um, 
he was anyways a very senior guy in one of the um, one of the the big banks here in London, and and we did some some coaching work together, and uh, I went back for a follow up session. It was a few weeks later, and I walked into his office, and he said to me, he, he showed me a, a single piece of 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 A four paper, you know, so just standard standard size paper, and on this paper, what he had done is he had diagrammed uh, his business a single in, in a single page he had expressed sort of what his division of, of or what, what his uh, what his business was all about and he said to me he said i've shown this to so many clients over the last couple of weeks and they all go this is stupendous no one has ever thought about our business in such a fundamental way before and you know it had it had uh led to at least one big deal i think he said at the time and there were some other things brewing so when we when we talk about being creative you know um quite often that's that's being more creative in what we do five, you know, nine to five. Um, and, and I thought that was a wonderful example of that. You know, it's not just about enabling him to go and write, um, uh, short stories, uh, which, which he does as well, but it was also about how, Hey, how can I be even more creative in, in what the company pays me to do? Todd, you know, come on, elegant. Just how you sign off on an email. Do you say best regards? Do you say best wishes? Do you say with much love? Do you say, uh, whatever. I mean, that's as creative a process as anything based upon who it is, what your context is, what your relationship is. You have to make some sort of creative judgment mm. about that. So even down to the most granular micro levels of how we engage with our world, it's all creative for sure. Yeah. For me, one of the, one of the arts I've been learning lately is the creative art of deciding what to say no to. <laughs> Right. That's incredible. And and Todd, when do you decide to not riff? Because you want to let clear space and let somebody else pick up the ball while you're playing. No, that's absolutely right. And that and you know that's where we get into what's it what does it mean to be a team player and and to what extent does GTD enable that, right? So you're right. I mean, and, and especially of course with an instrument like the bass, your job in a lot of ways is is to provide a foundation. Right, it's to really to sort of be the base, literally B A S E, on which other other people are um, are 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 playing, and I think about that a lot, you know, and I think about that in my role as a as a manager, and I think, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of what I do too. If I'm going to be an effective manager, I'm providing that same sort of foundational layer. Um, so I've gone slightly off topic. I've riffed slightly on on your theme there, David, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. It's it's I think at the end of the day, it is um, there. Are you know, what, what is appropriate at any given time? Yeah, it might be for me to take a solo or it might be for me to just play the same note, you know, for four bars because that's what the music needs from me in that moment. Yeah, wonderful. Well, I think this is something that we could all riff on <laughs> for a very, very long time. <laughs> let, let, me give a, let me give, a, at least from my perspective, a final context of this, guys. We're all, everybody's creative. Everybody's product is productive all the time because you're creating and producing exactly what you're experiencing. What we mean when we say creative is, is there some part of me I have yet to express? Is there some part of David that hasn't shown up on the planet yet that wants its own expression or avenue or something to say or content to be able to get out and to play with? So I think that's, if we, if we talk about that, you know, so again, creativity is always there. We're always engaged in it. You're always making choices about what you're doing and what you're focused on. But this game of creativity as a topic is, I think, 
you know, probably focused on the inspiration, ideally, hopefully for people listening to this, that look, what GTD does is allow you to listen more sensitively to who's the you that wants to show up that hasn't shown up yet and give you room to do that. Well, I think that's a pretty, pretty wonderful place to um, start wrapping this one up. Hopefully that was helpful to all of you out there listening to um, spark your own uh, hopefully deeper understanding of, of how the getting things done method can support you in the, the creative art of, of living and working well. Um, as always, if you have thoughts, questions, we'd love to hear from you. Info at next-action.eu. Info at next-action.eu. Do drop us a line. And until next time, from, from me, from David, from Todd, we'll, we'll see you soon.